0: Yo, what is going on everyone, my name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be talking about backfields that I am going to be avoiding for fantasy football in 2021. Inside of this video, I'm going to be talking about three backfields that I am looking to not target in my fantasy drafts this season, due to a lot of the question marks that arise from looking at the depth chart of these teams, as well as a couple of other reasons that will be discussed throughout this video once I talk about each and every single one of of these teams if you guys do end up enjoying this video at any point you end up having a great time and you are new Please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free I put out content every single day to help you guys win your 2021 fantasy football championship and whether you are a new person watching this video or not Please make sure that you hit that like button down below to help boost this video up the algorithm So that more beautiful individuals like yourself can watch this video. So without further ado Let's get into it the first backfield that I'm looking to avoid in 2021 2021 fantasy drafts is going to be the Denver Broncos the Denver Broncos depth chart goes as follows now again this is not an official depth chart because until they we go further into the offseason there are no official depth charts but Melvin Gordon is listed as the number one running back followed by Javante Williams Mike Boone Royce Freeman and then two other players that to be honest with you are not even of name value to even be discussing in this video we're really going to be going in depth on Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams now my biggest worry about this whole backfield is how the Denver Broncos of the past couple of years have dealt with the running back position and that is by utilizing the dreaded term for fantasy football but a term that is very heavily used in the nfl which is a running back by committee this is going to be just like we saw in 2019 just like we saw at the beginning of 2020 a dual headed backfield in denver right now melvin gordon is coming off the board at underdog adp running back number 38 overall pick 118 and Javante Williams is coming off the board underdog ADP running back number 25 underdog ADP 63.4 overall now last year Melvin Gordon was very dominant in this offense due to Phillip Lindsay being hurt because when Phillip Lindsay was in the games these guys were splitting carries and it was not really doing anything for Melvin Gordon to be able to have an ultra successful season but in 2019 when both Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay were healthy we see a very close snap share between the two running backs Melvin Gordon with a 35.6% of the snaps and 32.1% of the snaps were for Philip Lindsay so you can see how close that was because they are truly running a running back by committee that's why I am very 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 nervous to draft either of these guys I think that Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are both very talented NFL running backs and if you put these two guys on two different teams both of them would be successful for a fantasy football but the fact is that they are both on the same team looking to get a similar amount of a workload at least in my opinion for this season another narrative that you can kind of spew about this backfield would just be the fact that Melvin Gordon is on the final year of his contract now I understand that there are reports of them maybe cutting Melvin Gordon and all that stuff and if they cut Melvin Gordon obviously then Javante Williams is going to be what people are talking about him now as a must own running back because then he has a stranglehold of this backfield and he is going to be able to easily dominate because the Denver Broncos are a pretty solid team I would at least think with a pretty strong defense so they may be able to run the ball a lot more than other teams who obviously have a shitty defense and that would be very good for Javante Williams but there's also a shot that they keep Melvin Gordon which is my perspective on this and they potentially run him into the ground like you know what this is the final year of his contract we'll use this guy until he is brittle and then you know what we'll do next season in his second year of his rookie contract we're gonna let Javonte Williams run free and he is gonna be the lead running back for this Denver Broncos team to me that is a pretty possible narrative so I'm not really understanding why so many people right now are so excited they're standing up screaming at the top of the mountain for you to go out there and draft Javonte Williams frankly I do not see that last Last year in 15 games, Melvin Gordon finished as the running back 14 in PPR, 13 and half PPR, as well as in standard. So you can see bam, boom, pow. Those numbers are super fucking high for Melvin Gordon. But again, it's because Philip Lindsay was missing a lot of these games. It, from a points per game perspective, Melvin Gordon was running back 25 in PPR, 24 and a half PPR tied with Clyde Edwards Holaire, and running back 22 in standard tied with Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, and DeAndre Swift, averaging 13.2 PPR points per game, 12.2 half. PPR points per game and 11.1 standard points per game. Javante Williams obviously is a rookie. So when you're looking at his numbers, you can take a look at his final year at UNC at 20 years old, he played in 11 games, rushed 157 times for 1,140 rushing yards, 7.3 yards per carry. He also had 25 receptions on 30 targets for 305 receiving yards and 22 total touchdowns. Now at the collegiate level at UNC, the team used... Also, what could be described as a running back by committee? they just like what I believe the Broncos will do they have Michael Carter and they had Mr. Javante Williams but at the NFL level it's gonna be much tougher for both of these guys to really be elite running backs and I think that most weeks you're gonna be pulling your hair out because Melvin Gordon might have a big game right and then that next week you're like you know what I'm confident in Melvin Gordon and then maybe it turns into Javante Williams week and then you're like you know what maybe now it's Javante Williams time and then you're basically just talking and turning every single night, trying to go to sleep, wondering what you're gonna do on Sunday morning and who you are going to start. You wanna know how you just completely eliminate this situation where you're pulling your hair out, you're super worried about which running back to start, you simply just don't draft either of these motherfuckers. I think that Melvin Gordon is a good enough NFL running back that he will be able to deter Javante Williams from becoming the number one, and even if Javante Williams was to become the number one, I think this is like a 51-40 39% Nine percent snap share like a complete and utter split between these two running backs now obviously Mike Boone Royce Freeman They're gonna touch the ball as well, but I'm just talking about between these two running backs I believe that this is not a 100% clear spot you get in when you draft either of these running backs I think that either of them could be very successful but it's probably going to take an injury for either of these guys to really carry your fantasy team so I'm not really looking to draft either of these guys for fantasy football in 2021 let me know down below what your guys thoughts are on all of these backfields as I talk about them maybe you guys are on board with the Javante Williams train and I will be too if Melvin Gordon is gone but as long as that guy is playing for the Denver Broncos I am very Nervous about what should be a very close snap share, a very close carry share, target share in this backfield. Next uh offense to be talking about here is the Houston Texans. Their backfield is comprised of David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, sexy Rexy, Burkhead, Buddy Howell, Dante, Dontrell Hilliard, and Scotty Phillips. So basically David Johnson and Philip Lindsay, but I'll talk about Mark Ingram a little bit. What a fall it has been for Mr. Big Trust. Woo woo! Mark Ingram from being on the Baltimore Ravens, getting so many carries And the last ca- last year. J.K. Dobbins just walked on in there, fucking billionaire strut, and stole this man's job from right out under him. And now he gets to ride the bench on the Houston Texans. I think that Mark Ingram was honestly just a veteran add to this team. I'll talk about him a little bit, but not really in depth. So when it comes to the Houston Texans backfield, I think that David Johnson and Philip Lindsey, both have the opportunity to be pretty solid in this backfield, but I am pretty worried about the fact that Mark Ingram is there and he's still going to get touches. Same thing goes with Rex Burkhead. And the biggest worry about this backfield is obviously the fact that we have no idea what is going on with the Houston Texans. I thought for months, we would know maybe a month before the season, two months before the season, somewhere around now, we would know what is happening with Deshaun Watson. And the thing is, we're probably not going to know. We are probably going to enter the 2021 NFL season without Deshaun Watson, and we are not going to know what happened, if there's going to be a trial, any of that stuff. I don't know what is going on. And the biggest key to having a strong running back for fantasy football and a strong running game is having an offense that is able to score points. And it's going to be hard for the Houston Texans to score points with Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills under center. This team is going to struggle big time at moving the ball up and down the field. Now, do I believe that you can draft a guy like David Johnson or Phillip Lindsay? Yeah, you can draft them, but I am very, very cautious in taking them. I think I have taken Philip Lindsay in one mock draft I've done in the last four months and I've taken David Johnson once in all the mock drafts I've done in the last four months that is because this backfield is nerve-wracking David Johnson last year was relatively successful now he didn't necessarily pay off I believe for where he was going at average draft position last season but he also wasn't a guy that was like a complete disaster for your roster underdog ADP for David Johnson 135.4 running back number 44 on under dog, but that number is just so drastically different to where I see him going in like the 10th round maybe even higher on yahoo david johnson basically goes way later than that in uh underdog drafts in 12 games last year mr david johnson finishes running back 21 in ppr 19 and half ppr as well as in standard averaging 15 ppr points per game 13.6 half ppr points per game and 12.2 standard points per game meaning from a points per game perspective david johnson was the running back 16 in ppr as well as in half ppr and number 15 in standard so david johnson is definitely at the the point in his career where he is just going to be missing games David Johnson in his rookie year in 2015 this guy was one of the most explosive dynamic running backs in the NFL this guy really walked in the NFL and slammed his cock directly onto the table and asserted dominance over these defenses but as years went on David Johnson continued to get injured now I'm not a fucking doctor so I'm not going to tell you that David Johnson is an injury prone running back but let me tell you he's probably going to be missing some games in 2021. In 2020, he plays in 12 games. 2019, he plays in 12 games as well. And this, These big numbers that, not really big numbers, but these all right numbers you're seeing out of David Johnson last season are coming from a offense that has Deshaun Watson. Now, you take out Deshaun Watson, likely. Now, obviously, he could play, and if he ends up playing, then I'm still probably fading these Houston Texans running backs, but I'm a lot less worried, and maybe I'll take an upside shot on a guy like David Johnson, but based upon where he's going right now in a majority of drafts, there is just no way I can feasibly draft a running back on a team that That is this fucking bad with Philip Lindsay, who is a legitimately good running back like I was talking about earlier. Do you guys remember a couple years ago when Philip Lindsay was in the fucking Pro Bowl? Now, he didn't make it to the Pro Bowl because he ended up getting hurt in the final game of the season. Or not the final game, the final game of the fantasy season, week 16. And he didn't end up making it all the way, obviously, to play in the Pro Bowl. But he was invited to the Pro Bowl. You want to know why? Because... He played good. Now, obviously, I'm not someone who will tell you because you're a Pro Bowl player, that means you're good, right? Evan Ingram got to the Pro Bowl last year. Evan Ingram couldn't grasp a football to save his life, but Philip Lindsay genuinely deserved that all pro, Pro Bowl fucking nomination. So I like Philip Lindsey, and I think that if Philip Lindsey is able to stay healthy and David Johnson are healthy, this is just gonna be version this is going to be a worse version of what I thought last year would be. A lot of people were worried about Duke Johnson going into last season because Duke Johnson's a very, very good pass-catching running back. They had the Johnson and Johnson backfield like that medicine. Or what does Johnson and Johnson make? Maybe the, the fucking COVID vaccine type of deal in that backfield. But, you know, now Phillip Lindsay's an even more competent version of Duke Johnson very good in the pass catching game pretty solid rusher as well so this is going to be a backfield that is not really able to get it going because they're not going to be able to run the ball very much they're going to have to be passing the ball to these running backs and if both of these guys are healthy you're probably seeing very 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 slim value out of either of them Philip Lindsay last year only played in 11 games but those 11 games were far they were all spread out. He, like, starts a the game, then he's out of the game. He just could not stay healthy at all last season. Finishing as running back 66 in PPR, 65.5 PPR, and running back 61 in standard. Averaging 6 PPR points per game, five point seven half PPR points per game, and 5.4 standard points per game. Meaning, from a points per game perspective, he was running back 66 in PPR, tied with Brian Hill and Boston Scott, running back 66.5 PPR and number 60 in standard. So, now, we have... Lindsey and David Johnson and that's definitely a crowded backfield now again I don't think David Johnson is the same David Johnson of years ago But he's still an all-right running back and Philip Lindsey is also an all-right running back So now you got two all-right running backs and then they go ahead and inject Mark Ingram onto this team Now again, I believe Mark Ingram is a veteran presence add to this backfield They go ahead and add another running back. He can go ahead and teach up those younger running backs He's just a guy that is on the team, but he's gonna still get touches you want to know who else is going to get touches? Rex fucking Burkhead. Now, Rex Burkhead is technically injured right now, so I'm not sure if he's going to be able to start the season, but Rex Burkhead, who's always listed as, like, the running back five on the Patriots, always somehow is able to glisten his shiny head and get his way onto the field. So this is a backfield with a lot of running backs. A lot of running backs that are really good in the past, but are past that time. And they're on a team that is going to be down bad in games, and won't be able to run the ball. This is the perfect formula. This isn't like sugar spice and everything nice that made the Powerpuff girls. This is terrible. This is bad. So I'm really not looking to draft any of these Houston Texans. I don't even know if anyone... Was looking to draft the Houston Texans But hopefully now If you were even thinking about David, Drafting David Johnson In like the 7th or 8th round Sometimes where I'm seeing him go Just make sure That you don't do that anymore Final backfield to be talking about But before we talk about them real quick I'd like to ask if that you guys have enjoyed Throughout this backfield breakdown Of these two teams so far Final one coming up next To make sure you hit that subscribe button down below If you have ended up enjoying it, Make sure you hit that like button Down below as well To boost this video Up the algorithm On a shot to the goddamn moon Final backfield here this is technically a team that I'm not really avoiding but if you're looking to be really safe in your draft and you're not looking to have a team that is going to just have two bottle rockets of a player like these guys might score you five points one week but the next week they might bust off a 25 point game that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Super Bowl champions you might be wondering Nick why do you not love this Tampa Bay backfield well the Tampa Bay backfield is comprised of Leonard Fournette listed as the running back one which I find pretty interesting I personally believe that right Ronald Jones is a more talented running back than Fournette, followed by Giovanni Bernard, Keyshawn Vaughn, everyone's favorite sleeper from last year, Troy Main Pope, and CJ Procise, baby, still in the NFL. So this backfield is basically a dual-headed backfield of Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, but it's not a true dual-headed backfield. You want to know what it is? It is one of those backfields where I call the San Francisco backfield a running back by orgy because they give the ball to not one guy not two guys, not three guys, not four guys, like four... maybe five guys during the game burgers and fries or they're bringing the water boy to go ahead and run the ball they're bringing the cheerleader she gets a a snap at it she gets to go in there I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Shanahan went out there and tried to get a carry for himself put the pads on and went out there the Tampa Bay backfield is not a running back by orgy this is a running back by get bent over the table and fucked in the ass without the use of any lube because this backfield is going to be so confusing every single week and that is because of the The guy named Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, at the end of the game, he goes out there at the press conference. My water bottle is the microphone, and he's like, hey, this was a great game. We won, obviously, because our defense is strong. Tom Brady is okay. You know, we won the game. So, And then the, the interviewer will be like, so what do you think about Leonard Fournette's performance? He'll be like, Leonard, Uncle Lenny played great. I'm excited to give him a lot more carries next week. And then you know what happens next week? Leonard Fournette plays like absolute donkey dick. And then Ronald Jones plays, and he plays good. And then the press conference comes back up, and they're like, hey, Bruce, what do you think about this backfield? It's Ronald Jones season, baby. He doesn't actually say that. He's like, it's fucking Ronald Jones time, blah, 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 blah. And then the next week, it's Leonard Fournette season again. And you are sitting there so confused. Last year, I actually was going off of the fact that that you just start the different running back every single week. Now, it doesn't obviously always work, but it's basically what was happening. One week, it's a big Leonard Fournette game. The next week, Leonard Fournette drops one pass, and Bruce Arians sends this guy to the fucking gulag. Okay, so... That's why this backfield is so confusing. Right now, Leonard Fournette coming off the board, underdog overall ADP 108.3, underdog ADP running back 36, Ronald Jones, underdog ADP running back number 33. In 13 games last year, Ronald Jones finished as the running back 35 in PPR, 38.5 PPR, and 39 standard, though he only started three games of those 13 total games. Leonard Fournette last year, if you guys don't remember, was literally on the bubble of being cut from this team averaging 10.2 ppr points per game 8.8 half ppr points per game and 7.4 standard points per game meaning from points per game perspective Leonard Fournette was running back 37 in ppr as well as in half ppr and number 40. In standard, tied with Gus Bus Edwards and Reggie Bonafon. Ronald Jones coming off the board at underdog ADP running back number 33 overall pick 104.5. So these guys are going in very similar ranges of the draft in 14 games. Ronald Jones finishes running back 20 in PPR, 16 half PPR, and 15 in standard, averaging 13.3 PPR points per game, 12.3 half PPR points per game, and 11.3 standard points per game. Meaning from points per game perspective, Mister Jones was running back 24 in PPR, 20. 22 and a half PPR and running back 20 and standard tied with Kareem Hunt I believe I said this earlier But I actually think Ronald Jones is the better running back of this tandem So that's the guy I would be targeting in this backfield if I was looking to draft one of them But where they're going now I understand it says a hundred right here But in all the Yahoo mock drafts I've done he goes much higher than that. He's a Maybe even in some cases sixth round draft pick Leonard Fournette around the same spot so I'm pretty worried about this backfield, especially at that price. When you're at running back 36, 33, you not know, fuck it, right? You're a pick 100 plus, you just, you just take the pick, you throw the dart on you're like, you know what, if one of these guys was to get hurt, knock on wood, we don't root for injuries, then one of these running backs will be the workhorse and be very good, but on a week-to-week basis, one week, One will be a workhorse, the other week, one will be the workhorse, and some weeks, you're going to see the dreaded dual-headed backfield, where both of these guys are getting touches, and they both end up as a wash on the week. So, these are dudes you're looking to have on DraftKings, you're looking for the high upside, this is Ronald Jones week, you throw them in your fucking DraftKings, your FanDuel lineup, and they play great, right? Or they play really bad, but in your regular redraft league, when you have to play these guys, like, every week, basically, you're screwed. So, thank you guys for listening to my TED Talk. Thank you guys for watching this video. I hope you guys did end up enjoying. Let me know what you guys think about the Bucks backfield, the Texans backfield, as well as the Denver Broncos backfield that I talked about at the beginning of this video. If you guys did end up enjoying it again, please make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. I would thoroughly appreciate it. I love you guys all. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. Happy Sunday. One more day until the work week starts, but it's okay because it's nice and sunny out. It's nice outside. I hope you guys have been having a great week weekend I'll see you beautiful bastards tomorrow in the morning and man oh man I know at the end of last video I declared that Conor McGregor was going to beat Dustin Poirier but what a way to lose a fight that was honestly sad to watch um Conor will be back though that was very that was very uh hard to watch to be honest with you as a McGregor fan I thought he was going to somehow choke him out he didn't it is what it is this is a football channel so none of you guys care about that thank you for watching though i do love you guys all make sure that you stay safe as always have a great rest of your guys day